The Spanish Announce Table. It is episode 431 of the Spanish Announce Table. 431 on 420. But Tom, what is new? Not much is new in the world of T-Mac, Tom, however you want to refer to me. However, we got a lot of great things going on with the show. And so before we get into our Dynamite recap, we always like to inform you on the ins and outs and things that are going on amongst the table nation. And so first off, as you can see from Tim and I, we are both wearing our Spanish announce table t-shirts, which again, you can get at pro wrestling tees slash Spanish announce table. We have it at a reasonable price. Uh, everyone loves this shirt. Even people who do not know anything about wrestling will ask you, what is that? Everyone that I've, yeah. I've worn this to work a couple times and people are like, what is that? And it's my podcast. Oh, really? Ooh. And then it starts a conversation. So if you want to start a conversation about pro wrestling, maybe find one of these pro wrestling fans mm-hmm. that are hiding in the shadows, wear a t-shirt and you yes. might get a new friend out of it and an awesome looking shirt. Well, and here's the thing, even if, uh, like right now, like Tom said, it's up there, it's at a reasonable price. Uh, maybe you see it and you're like, man, I wish they had this in black, or I wish they had it in red or something along those lines we can do that but we need to sell a few of these first so they'll allow us to make some new designs so go ahead and get this one and then you will bring more for you you can get all the cool stuff well and i will say um i believe it's still available but you can get a tank top of this shirt for the summertime so sun's out guns out table out and you can get this uh tank top of Spanish announce table again, pro wrestling tees slash Spanish announce table. That's item number one item number two. And this one's important. As Tim said, uh, off air, as we were talking about this, uh, this show has been tied for better or for worse for the last 10 years with Twitter. Now we are reasonable humans, Tim and I, even though sometimes it doesn't seem like it from my end, but As you may be reading in the news, Twitter is changing some of its policies, some of its decision making, uh, and it's not really for the best. So uh, what we're going to tell you now is I will still be live tweeting while it is still engaging with our audience uh, during AEW shows. That's Dynamite, Rampage, pay-per-views, and so on and so forth. Maybe a big WWE event from here and there, right? Uh, However, if you want to stay up to date with everything that we are doing at Spanish Announce Table, the absolute best way to do that is SpanishAnnounceTable.substack.com. Now, you're going to say like Substack, what's that? Substack is a really cool thing. It's a new platform, new-ish, I should say. It's been around for a little bit. And what you're going to get from us right now is all free content. So we got a lot of great things. Uh, Tim, every morning, is doing a... Uh, pro wrestling news now that's monday through friday we're not fucking psychopaths have a weekend to yourself monday I have through a friday. life damn it yeah we have a life too and then also you should as well we collectively but, have at least one life exactly monday yeah. through friday you're gonna get a pro wrestling news recap from the golden voice the awesome voice mm. of tim mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. outstanding i mean it'll just start your day off right and then also you're going to get some it's like a dumb... smooth cup of coffee, you know? Yeah. And speaking of smooth, my smooth brain will be picking out matches of the day. Uh, sometimes some photos of the day of some action figure photography that I've been doing. Uh, and if you want to get in contact with us, you can obviously leave a comment on any of our Substack posts. 
and then going back to day one, what you could still do is send an email, tableshow at gmail.com. Now, with all that being said, we're going to get into some fun here. We mm. actually got two questions over on Twitter, which again, we're still going to be using, but our focus is going to be mainly on Substack. So SpanishAnnounceTable.substack.com. Again, it'll get sent to your email. So you can just get it right there when you're waking up, checking your emails. Or if you want to go visit the site, that's where you can leave a comment, like yeah. it, all that stuff. But Twitter is where mm. we got a couple questions. And so Tim, I think you got those queued up, correct? Yes. No, but... While we get them queued up, I want to shout out the chat in the YouTube. But right now we got my block strongest man. He says, what up, T-Mac? And then he asked again for the link to the T-shirt because he says he needs a good T-shirt. So I sent him that link mm -hmm. because, Come on. I mean, you know, everybody mm -hmm. should do that. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. <clears throat> so stalling I'm actually, here as I pull up the <laughs> – yeah, go ahead. Well, you know what? Uh I actually need to pull up our YouTube because I forgot my phone. I'm getting old. I'm getting to the age, ladies and gentlemen, probably lady and gentlemen, um, that uh, I'm forgetting my phone everywhere because it's not that important to me. I am starting to spend less and less time. I have an iPhone. Tim, I know you have an Android. Do you have that like weekly report of screen time? Apple does it. Do, does Do you get that on your phone? I don't get like a weekly report. I can go into the settings and check. And look at it. I get one every Sunday, and for the last three weeks, I am proud to say, as someone who's trying to disconnect from the nonsense, but still stay connected to you, Table Nation, uh, I continue to go down about 10% each week. We want fun nonsense, right? That's what the pro wrestling is for. That's what yes. this community is for. It's fun nonsense. We don't need the real nonsense going on over there. We need some of that to stop, right? But the mm. fun nonsense, that's what we're here for, and that's what we hope to provide you and one of our longtime friends of the show. I mean, might have been uh, listening on episode one. Ash Hendricks here brought up two questions on Twitter, which, by the way, you can get on Twitter. You can ask us questions directly there, like Tom said. Or you can always use hashtag tweet the table with those get compiled and I get a list each week and then I'll put up some graphics and, and you'll become famous because of us right here on the Spanish announce table. Ash Hendricks said, if you were to start a promotion, which six wrestlers present day, any company would you sign first? All right. So I love this question. And again, this is the kind of stuff that we're really happy to talk about. We can obviously talk about, uh, you know, what you're seeing on TV week to week, or you can throw us some curveballs like this, which again is right in my wheelhouse. I love compiling lists, coming up with my favorites, least favorites, all that stuff. Um, so Tim, actually, I'm going to throw a curveball at you for a future assignment came from mm. a loyal listener, my wife, who said we should do in conjunction with raw we should do our own fantasy draft so they're obviously doing a real draft they're just doing wwe she proposed what if we could just go across all promotions and we have our own promotion now the number i'm not she didn't give me a number and i didn't really think of one the first one that came to mind was 20 but that may be too much but a future episode maybe next week maybe the following week let's do a fantasy draft or maybe we could do a uh, exclusive Substack for subscribers. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of cool stuff that we. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, uh, look for that. We're gonna we're gonna kind of I threw that on air as a curveball to Tim, but I think we're gonna we'll do a shop. fantasy draft. We'll yeah, talk shop in yeah. 
<laughs> in conjunction with the mm-hmm. WWE draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, ours is going to be across all promotions. So all that sidebar aside, you want to do one and one, two and two, as far as our picks for the top six. Yeah, sure. Who's your number one pick? Let's say Tom gets the first pick because he always lost the uh, pay-per-view pick. So he's got the number one seed. Right. Well, let's hold on. Asterix there. I always lost the AW picks. I kicked your ass in WWE because you always thought John Cena was turning heel. (laughs) So go back Uh, in the day. I was killing it. Before we get into this, Jeffrey Sills in the chat says, what's going on, boys? Sorry I'm late. Can you believe it's 420 and I'm not high? I mean... Is that because you decided to take a break on 420, or is it just like a standard thing for you now? Are you like living an adult life? And, uh, you know, I mean, no shame in your game, right? You know, like some of us, we got to grow up sometimes. Speaking of 420, there's a uh, from the earth dispensary that's right down the street from me. It's about five minutes away. Ric Flair was doing a meet and greet at uh, at the from the earth. He has his own marijuana. It's called Ric Flair Drip. Nice. Rick Flair drip. Yeah, Missouri. That's fun that you can just Kansas walk right in and get whatever you want, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, Kansas, I can go make money and hop over to the other state and make all my sports bets. So uh, Jeffrey still says my weed man isn't picking up. Yeah, that sucks. So yeah, he's in a state where not so bueno, right? Like Kansas, you can't mm-hmm. can't do it uh, down there where Jeffrey Sills is, can't do it. But Tom can, but like I said, Tom, there is five minutes from my house an entrance onto the interstate. It just so happens to be the first exit off of the interstate across the Kansas state line. So every day when I happen to go onto that interstate, there is a line of cars that are presumably placing their sports bets right there. <laughs> Cause you oh, gotta be in Kansas, restaurant? right? The location's gotta be in Kansas. Yeah. There's a re- My wife has never loved that Kansas has sports betting and Missouri doesn't because uh, I take her now almost every Saturday to the French market because it's on the Kansas side and I make my bets and I buy her lunch or breakfast or brunch, <laughs> but she's getting a free meal because yeah. I need to make my bets. That's great. The reason I like right. talking about Jeffrey Sills, not just because he's a huge fan of the show and friend, but he is also de facto again, the beer sponsor of the week. He sent us money last week to buy some beers and uh, we didn't drink them all. So two time, two time your sponsor of the week. I mean, more than two times, but consecutive two-time beer well, sponsor and, of the week. And I know we're going on a side quest. And Ash, we are going to get to your top six picks. But mm-hmm. uh, if you do recognize um, Jeffrey, this is the regular Stone Cold Steve Austin Broken Skull IPA. As you re- may notice from last week, I had the double IPA. Very good. This is the single IPA. And if I'm being honest with you, if, you, if you're into IPAs, I think I prefer the double has a little bit more full flavor for me. I mean, if Anyhow, you're going to go, go, you go whole yeah. ass, right? Whole ass. So, hey, let's get whole into ass. this because I know Ash yes. asked the question, and so we need All to right. answer it. So so Tom and I are both starting pro wrestling companies. They, the WWE and, and AEW have been kicked off. Uh, or you know Tony Khan and Vince McMahon, all of them have been you know they all died in a car accident or something. Mm-hmm. And so now it's Tom and Plus. I taking over. Tom, who's your first pick? Yes, I'm going to make my picks, and then afterwards, there's going to be some glaring omissions from from me, but I can explain it later. So I just want to say that on the front end. But for my first pick, this one's an easy one. If you've listened to this show for any number of weeks, you know who my absolute favorite human being on this planet is, and I'm going with him with my number one pick. It is obviously Eddie Cody Rhodes. 
Oh, oh, yeah. okay, right, yeah. Eddie right. Kingston. <laughs> Eddie, MF and Kingston. Mm-hmm. He's the best. Uh, he's he so is the awesome. absolute best. I met like he, guy. You, you scored a, a blue chipper, right? By drafting. Well, and you Eddie know why? Kingston, number one. Here's here's the reason why I went with my number one pick for Eddie Kingston is because of the versatility. You need to have some you know, dastardly heel that will kind of bend the rules, Eddie Kingston. You need some underdog, lovable baby face who needs to fight underneath, Eddie Kingston. You need someone to cut a promo of this promotion sucks or this is the best promotion in the world, Eddie Kingston. So for the versatility, I think Eddie Kingston's the absolute best. And then again, he is my personal favorite. So Eddie Kingston, number one for me, Tim, what do you got? All right, with my first pick then, I'm going to go... With somebody that everybody will hate. And therefore, I can build a bunch of lovable stars because of this person who everybody hates. Sasha Banks. And it, it's, well, it's, <laughs> uh, it's, I want you to love to hate him. And it's MJF. Yeah. I'm taking the top heel in the industry yeah. for my number one pick. Easy that money. is a great uh, you know yeah. i mean it's just it's that right we've seen he matches or he wrestles a amazing match right we we've talked about this really underrated because if you're ranking like what does he do well it's all the promos right it's the heat and mm-hmm. everybody that's all anybody wants to talk about but then he puts on these great bangers when the match is on i also feel like he gets it where he doesn't got to go out there every night and put on that great match he just works you up into a frenzy to want to see him get his ass kicked and then puts on a great match I agree. That's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. good pick. Mm-hmm. All right. So for my second pick, I'm going with, for better or for worse, I can't deny it. This next guy has the it factor. Even when he sucked and was doing suffering succotash promos, he still had this aura. When he walked into the room, you go, that's the fucking man right there. And right now, again, it's the number one company as far as eyeballs and interactions on social media and all the nonsense that our you know advertisers are looking at um now caveat i'm not going to have him do this current schedule he's doing every fucking week uh but i am going with my second pick roman reigns solid pick i mean he's your tribal chief you must acknowledge him so why mm, wouldn't you pick him right you might have to answer to why you didn't pick him first to have him take that up with Eddie Kingston. Motherfucker will find out first. Uh, my block strongest man in the chat says, Tim, you told Tom that Sasha Banks is my favorite female wrestler, right? He can't be that much of a mind reader. Oh, we don't share <laughs> the, the love for Sasha Banks here on the, in the table yeah. nation, at least, at least, you know, on the Spanish announced table, some of the table. Nation I'll say this love Sasha. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say this, my visceral, hate for her has dissipated uh, a lot because of what she's doing outside of WWE. It seems like she is a legit wrestling fan. Now, some of her views I can still disagree with, but you know, bygones let, or let bygones be bygones. As they say, Um, I was gonna say, don't buy guns. (laughs) No, no, no. but I will say the Sasha banks fuck out of here. Anyhow. So there you go. All right. So, uh, you went, who, who was you, uh, who'd you go with? You said, uh, you went number two. Um, oh, I went number two. Yeah. Roman you Reigns. Gone yet. Okay. I want Roman Reigns. So number two, I'm going with the best tag team in the world. 
Okay. The best Table tag nation. team in the world, not named Tim and Tom. The Usos. I'm getting Jimmy and Ooh. Jay. I'm getting them a driver, but I'm getting Jimmy and Jay, and they are going to be <laughs> in my promotion. Mm-hmm. Getting them a bus. Somebody else is driving them. Yeah, that's a great pick. They're mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. I mean. Day one-ish. I, I, I considered taking them because of the versatility again because you know you want to have a rap battle they'll do that right remember how they viscerated and demolished new day second new only day, to Bo Ryder. Faces? yeah oh god he might be up there he might be up there uh but if you need uh great baby faces they've done that you need heels obviously they're doing that right now you need yeah, some main event conflicted- yeah, that's what I'm saying. You need some conflicted baby faces. Jay's there for you. So that is a great pick. Number two, you go with the Usos. I like it. Before we get into the third pick, right. my block strongest man says, first Bret Hart and now this, referring to Sasha Banks. said, I'm trying so hard to be your friend. Yeah. Hey, this is, hold on. My my block strongest man. Rat battle, right? Yes. Yeah, so there yes. we go. Hey. We're right there on yeah, rap battle. Right, okay? yeah, right. Yeah. I know we're talking wrestling. We can set that aside for a little bit. Battle rap, right here, okay? Battle Me raps. and you, bud. Right. Yeah, right yeah we'll there. just talk more okay. about battle raps, and we'll talk about yeah. the Bret Hearts, all right? Yeah. yeah. A-Ward versus uh, Big K. Did you see that one? That was a good battle not too long ago. Okay. Uh, man, it brought out Big K. Man, he fucking killed A-Ward. And I love A-Ward. A-Ward's from Kansas City. Shout out. Anyhow, uh, my third pick. Just as I said with Roman Reigns having that it factor. Now, people might be sleeping on it and forgot. But here's a remind you motherfuckers of the coolest fucking guy in the room. My third pick, I'm taking Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm, Really? You motherfuckers forgot Wrestle Kingdom 9, that goddamn entrance. He's fucking Queen and Mike Tyson. Oh, he can still fucking do it. I'm just saying Wrestle Kingdom 9 is where yeah, yeah, yeah. he like blew my mind so, off. So Shinsuke to me feels a lot like, and you've used this reference before. To me, it feels a lot more like U2, right? Whereas like, I don't want to put in a U2 CD, old guy reference, mm-hmm. and listen yeah. to a bunch of U2 songs on my way to the grocery store. But if you're like, hey, I got some U2 tickets at Arrowhead, want to go? I'm going to be like, absolutely, I want to go to that, right? Because Arena Rock, they're going to put on all the lights, all the stage show, right? They're going to put out all the speakers, and it's going to be a great time when you're in that moment. That's how I feel about Shinsuke. Like, if we go live, right, if we were like, hey, let's go to WrestleMania, and we're ramp side, and he comes down doing his, you know, spazzing out on cocaine, Mm -hmm. overdose dance, we're going to love that. I don't need to see it each week in a storyline right? well i could just well so here here's a couple reasons why again i think he's the coolest guy in the room i also want diversity as you've seen my first three picks not white guys right so i'm trying to go with hey let's push some different faces as faces of a promotion also on top of that Hey, look, if I'm trying to make international money, you know who I make it with? Fucking Shinsuke Nakamura. You know what I mean? It's a solid MJF pick. It's a solid pick. Yeah. I'm not going to knock you. Love like, Nakamura. You're not going wrong when you pick Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, my number three pick, I'm going to go over to the ladies' side because you need to start building out a good women's division, right? I mean, you can feature that. That's a lot of your main events sometimes. And I'm going with the hottest star in women's wrestling, D. 
M-D. You get the awesome wrestling. You get the great promos. You get some free dental work when stuff's going wrong, when your tooth hurts a little bit, right? You just do it right there in the Backstage. office, man. Yeah. It's Backstage. great. Britt Baker. And every time you go to Pittsburgh, you're going to get a loud pop. Yep. Hey, let's get back into uh, the comments real quick before we get back into the draft. This is a lot of fun. Again, you guys can ask these questions, and we'll do it each and every Join time. Join us live, YouTube, uh, Spanish Announce Tube, right? YouTube.com slash Spanish Announce Tube. Subscribe. Yeah, so Love my, us. my block strongest man said, yes, we are friends, referring to me and him, so thank you. Nice. Uh, I hear your love about Charlie Clips. Love Charlie Clips. What room am I in? Oh, my God. R.I.P. Pat Stay. Yes, unfortunately, that was very sad. The, the tribute show was amazing. Roan and Dumbfounded. That was an amazing battle. Uh, Mount Rushmore. Of course, yeah, Pat stays up there. Uh, and then he says, and I forgot about this one. Here's here's again where I'm going to have to explain some of the people that I left off. He said, Shinsuke is the second coolest man in the world. Swerve is number one. I mean, I can't really argue against that. Correct. And but then, if the draft was Pick the six coolest wrestlers we would have done. Swerve, number right, one. Of course. Now, here's here's the curveball that I got so excited about. Now, again, Jeffrey Sills, uh, my block strongest man. Anyone who joins. Theo's joined in the past. I absolutely love it. Uh, Justin Floor has Brian jo Jay. joined in the past. Bay Bay. Brian J. Bay Bay has joined. But we get a day one-ish, a former guest on this show. The Iceman says, hi, fellas. It's the, the Iceman. Ice Hell yeah, here's a little... The party is TV, always buddy. cooler when the Iceman comes in. Uh, look at that. My Block Strongest Man says, Yo, Spanish Announce Table t-shirt purchase done. Can't wait for it to arrive. Anybody just tuning in, we you know we tried to tell you earlier, we are both wearing the example. You can go to ProWrestlingTees.com and pick you up a Spanish Announce Table shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Spanish Announce Table. It's that easy. Very, very well priced, right? It's a steal. It's not a steal. You got to pay something for it, but you get what I'm saying. But we are yeah. doing right now, thanks to Ash Hendricks. I want to get his Twitter handle correct, right? Go to Twitter at Ash Hendricks 92 has asked us some questions. And this question that we're running down right now, and by the way, everybody join in on the YouTube chat live Thursday nights when we're doing these uh, podcast episodes. Uh, he says, if you're starting a new promotion right now and you had a draft of anybody in any promotions, who are your top six picks? And Tom and I are going back and forth and we're on pick four now. Yep, and we're going to do a recap right. of our top five after we're done here. But, yeah, so mm -hmm. for my number four, uh, again, anyone who's listened long enough will have heard this a million times, but the guy that pulls on my heartstrings more than anyone else, I think the truest, best baby face going in pro wrestling right now, cowboy shit, it is Hangman mm. Adam Page as my fourth pick. And, again – versatility in the ring he's kind of a he, he can again give you some versatility as far as his character but more so in his matches you need to do the high flying whoop -de -whoop -de -whoop, can do it you want a death match he just proved he can do it with moxley so i like that as, as well as he can give you versatility in the ring and again the vulnerability i just absolutely love it oh and here's where right out of the gate your first storyline is he's down on himself for why he was only the fourth pick like what did I exactly. do wrong that I wasn't yeah. the second pick? I get not being one. I mean, that makes sense. Look at me. But what? I could have got number two. What happened there? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Love it. Right there. Love it. Love it. Yes. Right, who's your Sad fourth hangman. pick? My fourth pick is somebody who always gets it right. 
always knows just just how to capture the hearts of the fans. It's Sammy fucking Zane. Sammy Zane is underused everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. He's a genius when it comes to just this pro wrestling gig. And I'm Absolutely. taking Sammy Zane. Yep, taking Absolutely. Sammy Zane number four. That's a great pick. I love Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn has been my day one. You know, even back in the NXT days, I was telling you how great Sami Zayn is. Love Sami Zayn. That is a good yeah. pick. Very good pick. All right. So, Tim, kind of borrowing off of your MJF pick where you said, hey, you want a good promo. You want a good headlines. You know, obviously, yeah. Well, and obviously MJF is going to give you the holy shit. Did you hear what he said about fill in the blank, right? That's what I'm going for here. And I need a tag team. So the tag team I'm going with is the battle rappers themselves, the acclaimed. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Scissor me. How many? I mean, come with daddy ass. Yes, it has to. That's a, yeah, that's a packaging. So, um, yeah, all of the raps that he does each and every week, Max Caster, that is, the versatility and great in-ring work from Anthony Bowens, the fucking massive Mastodon grandpa, Billy Gunn still doing it, and then you got the scissoring, you got uh, each week you're going to get a funny line, you're going to get a line that might make people uh, up in arms. Oh, yeah, all sorts right of right social there. media content coming out of the acclaimed camp, mm-hmm. for sure, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, 100%. Great pick. Uh, man, I hate some of your picks because I should have picked them. Mm-hmm. You uh, all right. My next pick then, coming in at number five. Then I'm taking somebody mm-hmm. who I feel like – are we on four? No, I just mm-hmm. did four with Sami Zayn, right? I did. Yep. No, you did. Oh, yep. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yep. yes, yes. Yep. Yes, sorry. Five. Yep, yep. I'm picking somebody who – I'm not putting him at the level of, let's say, Patrick Mahomes, right? But you know how us being Chiefs fans, we hear all the time, hey, remember – Remember you're watching greatness, right? Like, don't forget, don't look back 20 years and be like, oh, man, why did I? Like, you're watching the good times. This wrestler, I feel like, is so good, but has just been so good for that long that it kind of gets lost in expectancy. And I'm going Seth minus the freaking Rollins, right? Yeah, He's a guy Mm -hmm. who... Every, you can put him in your mid-card level, but he's every bit of, of, a, of a world heavyweight champion. He can do mm-hmm. all of the heel. He can do all of the face. He can do all of the promo work. He can get you to hate him, right? He can say stuff where you're going to want to spit on him. Uh, he can do all the dastardly stuff. He can do the the shit bag. I'm, I'm afraid of everybody heel. He does everything at an A to A-plus level. Seth Rollins. Definitely. Yeah. And another person where you need him to do entertainment tonight. You need him to do the today show as part of like the face of your promotion. He's a hundred percent doing that. Cause he can kill that as well. So, uh, all right. So we're going my fifth pick and I've gone pretty heavy on the guys and that kind of stinks on me because I should be better. And so I got the, the, you put her on a poster and she's a fucking star before she even walks into the goddamn ring. I'm putting in the most physically impressive wrestler, man, woman, what non-fluid gender, whatever you want to call it. The most impressive physique in all of pro wrestling. It's not Tony niece. It's not Chris masters or, you know, going back in the day, Chris masters. It's Jade Cargill. She is a star. She is a blue chipper. She has all the makings of put her on any morning, you know, 
the breakfast club with Charlemagne, the God, you could put him, you could put her there. You want to put her anywhere on like the t- today show, all that stuff. And then look at her, look at her. She's the fucking best looking person in wrestling. Bar none. Jade Cargill. <laughs> That's excellent. I mean, I think she's destined for some greatness here. And I think we are just yet to scratch the surface with Jade Cargill. And I'm excited to see what happens. And yeah, that's a great pick. For my sixth pick, I'm going to throw a curveball at you too. This is maybe not, you know, looking for a future up-and-comer. This is not, you know what I mean, maybe a top star. But I feel like this is a great utility player, Mm -hmm. an all-around utility player. I'm going with The Miz. I'm going with The Miz because you got your radio row guy, right? You need somebody to do Dancing Mm -hmm. with the Stars. You got the Miz. Mm-hmm. You got the reality TV show. You got the Miz. You've got that real world notoriety with the Miz, and mm-hmm. Miz is that guy where oh crap, MJF's out for six months with a torn shoulder. Miz steps in, right? Seth Rollins is out three months with a busted knee. Miz steps in. Miz number six pick for me. What think about somebody tearing a quad? <laughs> Shane McMahon tears a quad. <laughs> you can throw the Miz in there. <laughs> All you have to say is is quad in Tom's presence anymore. And <laughs> he just giggles like this for 30 minutes. He, he has like, like an man, oxygen tank nearby oh so God. he can recover. <laughs> well, I was just I was just thinking, I was like, well, you know, this year he hosted <laughs> He did host WrestleMania at a hell of a match with Pat McAfee. With Snoop Dogg. It's had a hell of a match with Snoop Dogg. Shane McMahon showed up for a cup of coffee and a hell of a doctor's bill. The hell of a surgeon's bill, man. Them checks to Dr. James Andrews ain't cheap. I'm sure of it. Yes. Uh, okay all right so let's recap real quick our top six i'll go first so my top Mm. six i went eddie kingston roman reigns shinsuke nakamura hangman adam page the acclaimed and jade cargill Mm -hmm. so with my six and we've got uh uh jeffrey sills in the chat says tom with two tag teams and it's not ftr or the bucks and the Iceman says my opinion best tag team going today ftr uh, so my six argue. were MJF. Pick an MJF number one because you're going to have the best heel in the industry. Usos, because the Usos are the best tag team in the world. No offense to the mm-hmm. Iceman. You know, I know he thinks FTR, but it's the Usos. Then Britt Baker, DMD, because you've got one of the hottest acts in women's wrestling, and you get the free dental hookup, right? Then you got Sami Zayn, because it's Sami fucking Zayn, right? Who? Mm-hmm. Who's going to turn down Sami Zayn? Sami Zayn can do it all. Seth Rollins also can do it all. And The Miz does it all, but does it all for the, uh, the paparazzi cameras, right? Well, he can also, I mean, let's not forget that impassioned promo on Talking Smack that he did. He also- Miz is only the it? two-time Grand Slam champion or something like that, right? Like yeah. He's, yeah. He, he just beat Lashley, what was it, a year and a half ago for the championship. So, yeah, I mean, he can still go today. Not, mm-hmm. not a problem. Mm-hmm. So, I had a couple outside looking ends that I just wanted to mention before we move oh. on to the second question. And this is why. 
I'm going to tell you why. Because for one of them, it's too violent. If we're going to be on national TV, as much as I love the violence, you're not going to get Home Depot as a sponsor when a pizza cutter is coming up on someone's head. So Nick Gage was an outside looking in. Really loved Nick Gage, but just couldn't do it that. Then I have Danhausen, and I love Danhausen, but you can't for the top six, like the foundation of your company, you really can't do Danhausen as world champion. I mean, you possibly could, but it wouldn't be long lasting. Uh, also, Mark Briscoe, absolutely love Mark Briscoe, um, but right now, it's I don't we don't know what Mark Briscoe is after the unfortunate incident, so that's a wait and see. But he's definitely on the radar. So if we were to do top twelve. You know, three of those guys would get in there as long also with, I mean, you took them, but Britt Baker and the Usos, those were also heavy considered and FTR. So, well, the Iceman asked no Adam Cole in your picks and yeah, Adam Cole's, I, I feel like I've said this before, like, I feel like if Adam Cole were here and we were hanging out, he'd be a swell guy. He'd be super cool. I'd want to hang out with him. him. I wish I'd probably be as cool as he is. Right. But to me, and I get it, people are behind him. He like everybody does the thing, mm-hmm. and everybody wants to see him. I just don't get moved. It's like how you attributed the Jeff Hardy thing over the years, where you were like, mm-hmm. "I get it, I get why all of you like him." Just not my thing, right? I also don't like. It's not a thing that makes me like sick to my stomach either, right? I'm not like, "Oh, I can't believe you like that." It's just kind of one of those. Oh, okay, you like that? All right, cool. That's kind of how I feel about Adam Cole. So. Mm-hmm. It could be in consideration for a top six. I mean, I I definitely put him in that top ten pick range, maybe right. If you're going right. across the board, especially if you're having others pick as well, right? Because um, mm-hmm. then he's somewhere in that top twenty, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and again, uh, we're gonna try to workshop a fantasy draft, so you might see Adam Cole in one of our fantasy drafts uh, as we coincide with the WWE draft. And again, ours is going to be different because it's going to be cross promotions, mm-hmm. uh, a WWE impact, all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, Adam Cole, for me, the only thing that I would do is I'd have to have a real conversation with them and say, like, we're changing your look. You, you, you're not wrestling in underwear. You see Matt Riddle over there. Matt Riddle has the fucking body to wrestle in underwear. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. yeah. So that that would be Look, like if he's if not a t-shirt willing to is good enough for that, Sting, right? Well, pants is good enough for Seth Rollins. It's good enough for you. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, um, uh, if he's not yes. willing to budge on that, then he ain't getting in. So yeah. And this is what we love about Ash Hendricks ninety two. That's at Ash Hendricks ninety two on Twitter, where we're at Table Show for as long as Twitter may exist. Maybe even mm-hmm. maybe even shorter than as long as Twitter exists. We'll make that decision when we need to bail, jump from the Titanic. But. Uh, Hit us up with these kind of questions. You can also do that. If you're not on Twitter or don't want to be anymore, we have the Spanish announce table.substack.com, which we need you to go subscribe to. Totally free. Maybe in the future we'll have some for pay content, but we're not there yet, right? We just we just need mm-hmm. sign up so that we're getting distributed, right? Uh yep. so um hit us up with these kind of questions because you know, we we go chronologically through a breakdown of dynamite each week, but this is the fun stuff, right? We want a community of friends, we want some wrestling friends, we want to talk back and forth. Ash Hendricks hit us up with another question on Twitter because he's fucking awesome, Tom. And along these same lines where he had his draft, right? The top six that we could pick, he says if you could pick one wrestler from WWE and then AEW to go to the other company. Who would you pick and why? And I'm assuming this is a swap is what he means, right? This is what we approach this as yeah. a trade, right? Yeah. yeah. So I guess I'll go first on this one, right? Awesome. To WWE, 
I'm sending Wardlow. And we're going to talk about Wardlow more mm-hmm. in our AEW recap. But I feel like he's a tailor-made for there, right? Where they can take a guy who maybe doesn't have it all figured out yet and isn't quite there from the charisma standpoint yet and keep hammering it until it works. Think Roman Reigns, right? Now, I'm not trying to say Wardlow can become Roman Reigns, but he can get closer than I think he's going to get here in AEW. And I I, I think I'm sending Wardlow over there in the trade for Sami Zayn. I I think Sami Zayn is going to hit a ceiling in WWE. We've said it. Even with Triple H, if he's really fully in charge of creative, as they say, even he, like, they're just never going to put him as the guy on the side of the truck, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, he might be on the side of the truck, but he's not the guy right. on the side of the truck, right? right? Yeah. And yeah. so I'm swapping Sami Zayn over to AEW because then I feel like we can get world title runs out of Sami Zayn in AEW. Well, and a lot of familiarity, right? He has all of those PWG matches with Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. Obviously, in WWE, he was very familiar with Brian Danielson. So, yeah, you throw him in there, and it's like he's not a fish out of water because he's wrestled all these guys 100 times before. Jeffrey Sills, before you get into year two that you'd swap here, he says, I dare Tom to draft an impact guy. If you had to draft an impact guy, who are you taking? You even know who's Well, right now? Like yeah. just yeah, right now, like hey, we're we're Bully Ray. He's fucking still that Bully good. Bully Ray, Bully Ray's like, I would pick because he just resigned with it, and I know it because of the news. By the way, check out Pro Wrestling's Best News each morning, weekday morning. Uh, I'm taking Nick Aldis out of Impact. Oh, that's a good mm-hmm. pick. Yeah, Nick Aldis. Yeah. Obviously, Josh Alexander. He's really good. Mm-hmm. I think he was the A side of the tag team with he, him and Ethan Page. Even though I think Ethan Page is really good. Um, yeah, there's some impact people. I like, uh, Deanna Perrazzo, the new champ. She's really good. Um, yeah, there's people. I know my impact, homie. Come on. <laughs> what up? All right. So now if you're going to do a trade, you're going to force a yep. trade between AW and WWE. What do you got? Okay. So on one end, I'm going to give them the thing that they've been wanting for since the start of their promotion. And on the other end, I'm giving something that is highly needed. So that's what I'm going to say on the front end of my trade. And this is the trade. And I will explain to AEW. I am sending Bobby Lashley. Now I'm also teaming Bobby Lashley with Don Callis. Cause he ain't fucking talking. So it's Don Callis managing Bobby Lashley. What, because what's Bobby how Lashley good doing he? with Don Callis? Like, what's the gimmick? What's the uh, character? Persona? Oh, just a just a paid hit, man. Just a Don okay. Callis is in here because Kenny Omega fucked him over and left oh, him high I'd and dry. I'd almost go back to that impact where he's got, like, the sweatband, and he's mm-hmm. like, I'm the shit. I'm the coolest motherfucker around. And then Don Callis is like, he is the coolest motherfucker around, yep. right? Like, like almost the same percent. Kenny Omega-Don Callis dynamic, but with Bobby Lashley. Exactly. And the whole angle coming in is that Bobby Lashley's here to take out Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega mm. turned on Don Callis, right? The other reason, and this is what I was explaining with it's badly needed in this promotion, is uh, let's just call it what it is. Let's address the elephant in the room. He's a black guy. You know how many black guys have challenged for the AEW World Championship so far? None. Fucking zero in three years. Three years plus. <laughs> Not looking good. That's not good. That's not good. And so I'm bringing someone in on that top end that can go right in there. You know what I mean? Keith Lee obviously could have, but I'm just saying Bobby Lashley definitely can't. Now, on the other end, I'm going to send Hangman Adam Page to WWE. 
And this is why. Hangman can do all of the fun matches with the Seth Rollins and all of that. But look at the promotion's history. They have so badly wanted a fucking cowboy to be their guy. You give Hangman Adam Page the WWE. Mm. But you give him the WWE budget to do these entrances. Yeah, but that's what I mean. And but now and now they can tune uh, they can modernize it with the millennial cowboy. Yeah, but that's where we go. But what do we get? Is it cowboy stuff because we lose cowboy shit? Yes, it's Seth freaking Rollins. We'll figure it out. You know what I mean? We'll figure out. Yeah, cowboy cowboy. stuff. Cowboy things. Here we go. This it's a cowboy life. That's what they probably say. It's a cowboy life. You know and. Uh. He, he'd be the best well, and then they hit chicago and they can't stop the crowd from chanting cowboy shit and they have to like turn down the crowd noise but he leans into it he's like this is fucking cool right because he's that kind of your guy you know what i mean so uh and he's a well-adjusted human and i think that's neat in wwe because they're all psychopaths over there so hopefully he doesn't get corrupted but he's a well-adjusted person that i really enjoy um uh, outside so of wrestling <laughs> yeah i would totally miss him but man imagine the fucking 35 horses riding alongside him going into Ford Field. You know what I mean? Like the entrances cowboy would be things. amazing. Cowboy things. Yeah. Cowboy exactly. things. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and imagine the action figures that would come with the fucking horses uh, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It would be out. Oh, and they would that put them hats. in all kinds of tasseled out cowboy gear. I mean, he wears looking all Shawn Michaels though. Yeah. Yeah. And then you give him, you sell cowboy hats, all the stuff. Yeah. Totally. One Boots million with spurs and stuff. Uh-huh. Come on. Oh, well, you couldn't do it, but you get little toy guns like the smoking guns had, you know? Yeah. You can't do that now. You can't do that now. But well, Fanatics know, it would be is great. doing it. Maybe Fanatics will do it. No, it's on them. You saw that in the Who news. Knows? Yeah. Fanatics is running yeah. it, so maybe they'll sell toy guns. I did hear that in the news. I heard it on the news that was given to me by you at Pro Wrestling's Best Table. News. SpanishNounceTable.substack.com. Totally did. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, so now let's get into a recap here. We are going to get into a recap of our favorite weekly show. That is AEW Dynamite. And last night was a show. We'll get into a little bit of how we felt about that. It started with <laughs> it was the a show, Pillars. It was a show. It happened. Okay. It aired right. on okay. television. So I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it was kind of standard, but each guy got interrupted and eventually we got three of the four pillars. So we got Jungle Boy, we got Sammy Guevara, uh, we got Darby Allen. They're walking in here and they're trying. This is where I kind of felt like the show was the entire time, like a little bit above neutral where the car was moving, but not that quick. Uh, so they cut all these promos, but Tim, what did you think about what was said and how it went down? I honestly was liking it. I mean, I like where they were going, right? And I like that this time we got MJF out of the mix, right? It was the other three going at it, and there was a lot of personal stuff, right? It kind of felt like some of it was like, man, you really believe that, right? Like, this is they were allowed a little bit of a leeway to just kind of go out there and, and make it feel real, right? Um, yep. I don't like, and of course, you know, chronologically we get MJF to come out and say like, ah, here's what's going to happen, right? We're going to get this tournament, but somebody's going to get a buy cause there's three of you. Then it's two on one. And I, I thought, man, for one more week, you could have just done it as a round Robin, right? Like everybody wrestles, everybody, then whoever wins percent. out of that. And then you just write it to make sure somebody wins. But, and of course, maybe this still isn't the actual end game, right? Maybe we still get this fatal four way. 
because of whatever happens, because of shenanigans, right? So I don't yeah. want to bite too much into why I dislike that, but it just feels weird. Like, you don't do bracket-style tournaments when there's three people involved, right? Like, that's not, that's not how it works. Well, not three to get to fourth, right? Like, that's a weird scenario. I, so I'll say this. So first, before we get to MJF, I felt like it was very interesting and very fun to see a dynamic of Darby Allen and jungle boy essentially saying like, I don't like you, you know, they're the baby faces pro wrestling trope would say they're going to align together because they're doing this for the good oh, I respect of you. Pro wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Nope. You're a competitor. Was, you got heart. Yeah. This was Darby <laughs> Allen saying you're coddled little bitch. The California click you suck. I don't like you. I like Sammy Guevara more than I like you. And then Jungle Boy saying, you're fucking rude. And you're, you're a, fraud. a bitch. Yeah, and you're a fraud. And all this like, pain You don't want to be here. You just can't skateboard. So you fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And you yeah. suck. And I like. And then this is what I like is. And then he goes, and I like Sammy Guevara more than I like you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and then Sammy Guevara. He, he, uh, his, his is the most interesting dynamic because he is for as much as we can tell outside of knowing everything else, he's a baby face in this whole thing. He's presenting himself. Now we'll talk about the main event that kind of switches it on its head, but in these promos the last week and then into this week, he's doing the, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to be champion. I can do this. Uh, I'm the best. Right. And he kind of said that this time again, where he's like Darby, me and you, we just keep on one up in each other. And guess what? I'm going to be the one that comes out on top. And then he says to Jungle Boy, you were picked and we weren't. And so that sucks. And we're going to be better than you because we are, right? And then, as you mentioned, MJF comes out. Now, here's what I'll say about the MJF part. I understand pro wrestling as far as to get to the champion. We've got to jump through all these hoops, right? To their credit, they didn't do the five stages of MJF again where he's done it to Cody and he did it to Jericho, which was done best with Jericho. And then he just did it to Brian Danielson. So it wasn't the five levels of MJF, right? However, yeah, th this felt weird. I would have done a different main event and then said next week, a triple threat, Darby Allen versus Jungle Boy versus Sammy Guevara, winner gets me at double or nothing. Like that would have been, and round robin as well as would have been good. But like, I would have just done a triple threat to then determine who the winner is, right? I don't know. And then on top of that, kind of what I was alluding to, all three of these guys gave good promos, but it felt like they didn't really know what they were going to say until they were out there. And then they were like, oh, I said that I use a California click. Like Darby kind of had a couple moments where he's like, ha see what I said? <laughs> that was, you know, and same with Jungle Boy and same with Sammy. So they weren't the best. Yeah, maybe it wasn't exercising that. Maybe, you know, the producer said, hey, guys, go out there and just fucking say something. We're not giving you a script. Mm -hmm. Sack up yep. and go figure it out. Why don't you like this guy? I know you don't really like him. Right? Like, we can yeah. all sense it. Maybe they were like, look, maybe you guys don't really like each other. Go out and fucking do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was. It Conjecture had a again. Rawness. I have no clue. Yeah, but it had a rawness to it. But it also had a little bit of. Yeah disconjointed promo abilities. So Jeffrey Sills in the chat says, I still think we're getting the four way. I kind of feel that too. Oh, you think that? A million yeah. percent. Yeah, a million percent. But we'll get to that. Yeah. That's in the main event. We'll get to that. Right. Uh, so we go to the commercial. We come back and God bless America. Jump on my legs and tear my quad. We got the fucking women in the first match. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> pair me with the Miz and tear my quad. I'm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> but we got Team DMD, Britt <laughs> Baker and Jamie Hader taking on uh, the Outcast, Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. And this was fun, right? I mean, we did our match. Kind of the same yeah. as we've been doing. I, I, it was fine. And that's what I felt. And I came away. And again, I have the benefit of hindsight now, knowing what happens later in the show. But I remember thinking, I was like, man, they're really not moving along this storyline much. I need something more mm-hmm. to happen. And we'll fill you in later now, on that as we go chronologically, of course. But. Yeah. So now Team DMD wins because uh, Britt Baker in Pittsburgh, by the way, that's the caveat I should have brought up in Pittsburgh, uh, got the lockjaw. Britsburg got the lockjaw and made Ruby Soho tap. Now, the key here that we need to remember as we move forward is, and I don't know if it was said, but it was definitely shown. Jamie Hader went out with an injury, so she gets rushed back uh, to the backstage. Britt Baker doesn't even really do a true celebration. She rolls out of the ring and follows Jamie Hader. So Jamie Hader is hurt. Keep that in mind as we move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then after the match, we go backstage. Renee Paquette is interviewing Wardlow, and he says, hey, I had a horseman one time explain to me how to win these matches and how to overcome the odds. Well, essentially, that horseman isn't here anymore, Tully Blanchard, but I got another one in his place. And Arn motherfucking Anderson walks onto our TV screen, and I tell you what, it was the biggest pop of the night for me to see Arn Anderson back in AEW, at least on screen. And so we got, I guess, going forward, Wardlow and Arn Anderson. What do you think of that? Maybe it'll help Wardlow, but I, yes, Arn Anderson is over, right? but I don't get the feel that Arn Anderson is over to the point to help make another person a baby face. Cause Arn Anderson is, is still giving heelish it promo advice, right? It's mm-hmm. grab your gat and take this motherfucker's wallet. So you're not the victim, right? Like that's the advice he's giving him. And Hey, if that's where we're Which, going with Wardlow, I'll take it. But yeah, that's what I was going to read the news. Apparently that's the way we're all going is uh, just shoot first and ask questions later. Side note. Anyhow, we're we'll back. Just on say you were scared. That was just yeah, say just you were say, scared. Stand on my ground. Somebody. I'm, I'm standing yeah. my ground. Right. What does that him. mean? I don't know. Yep. Shot him. Boom. Guy looked at me and fucking saw I shot him. Yeah. The lady pulled into my driveway accidentally. What the fuck do you think I was going to do? Assholes. Anyhow. Um, so yeah, then we get the elite and the elite come mm. out and they're on the microphone and Kenny Omega which is brought up by Brian Danielson in just a moment here. But Kenny Omega said, hey, this is our interview time, but I don't have anything to say. <laughs> so Black Bull Combat Club, come out here and fight us. And then that's yeah. when Brian Danielson shows up on the big screen. He's like, you idiot, you have TV yeah. time, and it's a it's a promo, and you said, I have nothing to say, yeah. idiot. You know, yeah. and again, going back to what, I mean, Kenny Omega did say he wanted to stab John Moxley with the screwdriver. Okay, right. And so, uh, as Brian Danielson's talking his shit on the big screen, here comes the Blackpool Combat Club from behind, and they're all beating them up, beating them up, ba, 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 beating them up, beating mm-hmm. them up, beating them up, ba, ba, ba. and as they're doing that, then Brian Danielson makes his way with 
the screwdriver. And he's like, ha, 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 I'm going to fuck you all up. And all the while, he is saying one thing where, you know, they're all amateurs, except for Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, you're the pro. Why the hell are you with these yahoos, essentially, right? And as he's walking into the ring with the screwdriver, Don Callis appears. And he runs out. And Brian Danielson looks back. He's like, the hell are you going to do? Don Callis with the chair goes, oh, shit, I don't know. (laughs) Throws the chair, Looney Tunes style, and then runs back, comes out with Takeshita. So I'll just stop right there. What did you think about Don Callis's part in this whole segment? Man, I think you nailed it. We're getting, are we going to get Don Callis is leading Takeshita awry maybe, right? Like he's unwilling heel territory now. I don't hate it. If if anybody can pull it off, it's Don Callis. Yes, a million percent. And this has so many layers to it, which is so fascinating. So, uh, to, to get to the point here, Takeshita then realizes what's going on. The Blackpool Combat Club is jumping the elite and he runs down and he helps the elite. He fends off the Blackpool Combat Club. However, he does not touch Brian Danielson. He only says, get out of this ring, essentially, again, paraphrasing. So that's the interesting part, because let's review the last feud Brian Danielson was in with MJF. Well, who was his BFF that was fighting off Brian Cage and uh, Bandito, or not Bandito, but uh, Roosh and all of those guys? Roosh. It was Takeshita, right? And so now Takeshita's on the other side of the fence with the Elite going up against Blackpool Combat Club. What do you make about Takeshita in this now? Hey, look, this is more interesting than anything I feel like I've seen from Takeshita. So I'm here for it. I just want to dig deeper into this. Don Callis is like, no, nah, man, you should do this thing. But yet we always know Don Callis is never doing it for the good of anybody else but Don But Callis, himself. Right? Yeah. And so here's the interesting thing. So let's kind of look at this with a pro wrestling eye. We will say, okay, we have the Blackpool Combat Club, which makes up of four members, Yuda, Moxley, Claudio, and Danielson. And on the other side, we have the elite who are only three people, Omega and the Young Bucks. So here comes Don Callis to say, hey, I got your fourth. It's Takeshita. He's pretty great, which, hey, look, he's pretty good. But let's not forget the screwdriver did not touch any of the elite. It went into the eye of Hangman. So is Don Callis now saying, no, 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 guys, 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 elite, elite, let me talk to you. I get it. Hangman is mad, right? But he'll get his, he'll get his time, right? Right now, we need the fully 100% upstart to Keshta on our team. Yeah, listen, he's not going to be worried about, he's going to be sat at the bar. He's, he's in the yeah. gym training. He's. Yeah, he's in the gym. He's not a liability. He has both eyes. Right. Everything's going to be fine. We're not going to have to look for where he lost his horse. Like, it's going to be great. Forgot where he parked his horse. So what happens here? Now, I, I do want to bring this up. I, I saw this on Twitter. I actually retweeted it. Let me go to it real quick here. Mm-hmm. I love this idea from, uh, let me see here. One second here. So as we're talking about this, uh, man, we have at so table many show on Twitter. <laughs> well, it's still a table show. On Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yes. So Headlock Comics, which if you were into comics, Headlock Comics, they do, or he does amazing pro wrestling comics. Love it. Uh, check it out. It's the only comic I've actually checked out. Anyhow, this is how he said it should go down. He goes, if I'm booking out Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite, they book a four on four. Elite picks Hangman as their partner, snubbing Takeshita. Daniel Danielson then uses it to turn to Keshta as he joins Blackpool Combat Club. So now we have five on four. And then Kenny brings in his golden lover, Abushi. And then we get five on five blood and guts because that's how blood and guts goes down. Huh? That's a because Abushi has essentially said. Abushi has essentially said, I'm meeting with Tony Khan. He keeps on telling everyone every day what he's doing, yeah. like with mm-hmm. no keeping it close to the vest. And he's essentially yeah. saying, like, I'm going to be coming to AEW. I'm not Great way fit. to bring him in. To me, I just always worry about those because I'm like, all right. I mean, I guess you don't have to worry about it. You just have to know that, like, this isn't for the long haul story, right? Like, these mm-hmm. these guys coming over from New Japan are here for a short time. They're for a good time, not well, for no. a long time, right? Abushi left New Japan. Abushi is okay, saying, right. I'm going to sign with AEW. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here, here's where I like it. And this is, again, going back to the, I want everyone to have representation in my favorite things, pro wrestling and MMA. It's not all white dudes fighting each other, right? Like, if we can get Takeshita, if we can get Hobbs, if we could get Abushi, if we can get... Keith Lee, you know what I'm saying? Like if we can get different looking people than just white guy with a strong body, white guy with a less strong body, white guy, tall, white guy, short, like I'm into that. Right. Like let's get away from just (laughs) white guy that does flips, white guy that chops. It's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, come on, you know? So yes, I'm into the diversity angle of getting more people involved so that I do like that. But yeah, Shout out to Headlock Comics. I wanted to bring that up. Uh, that was a good idea. And again, follow him uh, on all his social media and check out his comics if you're into that. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. So then after all of that fun, we get our AEW TNT Championship match. Champion, Powerhouse Hobbs taking on Challenger and I guess hometown guy, apparently, Wardlow. What'd you make of this? Man. Ah, we have stalled uh, Powerhouse out, haven't we? Wow, we did so many things, and then his title's gone. He's still not finished his anger about the title getting stolen, right? Like what? I... Well, his his title didn't get stolen. He stole it from Wardlow. No, but didn't it get? Oh yeah, Wardlow got it taken. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, then yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, man. I just I don't. Wardlow ain't it, guys. Yeah, that that's the thing. We're doing again the push him to the moon thing, and we did it now in his hometown. I don't know if it was his hometown, but they kept on saying that's where he started his career was in Pittsburgh. Fine, cool. Powerhouse Wardlow's the guy. This is a bad decision. Yeah, Wardlow is the guy that you want. Powerhouse is the guy that you need. And here's the thing: the powerhouse needs to. I hope after this loss, because it feels like he got lost in the shuffle. Because we'll talk about post match real quick, but. This is where Wardlow says, fuck this QTV bullshit. I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing. You're obviously not helping me. I'm fucking out of here. I'm wearing mink coats. I'm fucking putting baseball bats to people's backs. I'm the fucking man here. 
and then he leaves pages of a book because he if you want to keep doing the book of Hobbes bullshit. But like Powerhouse needs a reset and it's not QTV. Get QTV to be like a fucking thing that just goes around, but not around him. Now, Wardlow wins the match here in a very kind of Wardlow match. And after it's done, we get Christian Cage's music hit. And here comes out. Game I said this source. last week, right? I said go after Wardlow, but and and look, if this was just so we can get that title on to Luchasaurus, well then whatever, right? If you if what you said is we're gonna get a reset of Powerhouse Hobbs, he's gonna come back as Willie Hobbs, right, or whatever, right? He's gonna come back in the mink mm-hmm. coats if he's got an entourage, you know, cool. But if not, he's fine doing what he's doing by himself. And then we get Luchasaurus to just murder Wardlow. And is on their rampage, and nobody can take the title off of them. Okay, I can live with that, but I don't want to see a long, drawn-out feud between Wardlow and essentially Christian, right? I know it's Luchasaurus, but this is Christian, right? This, Luchasaurus mm-hmm. is wrestling in place of Christian. Now, the angle that I, I forgot to bring up, and honestly, it was probably the pop of the night, as mentioned earlier. Arn Anderson was ringside with Wardlow. As our friend yeah. Cutie Marshall tried to get involved, Arn Anderson brought the Glock out figuratively and scared off Cutie Marshall. Penta comes down and I was like, hey, remember how you tried to fuck me over? Get in there, bitch. And he runs off Cutie back into the ring and we get a DDT from Arn Anderson onto Cutie. So, again, he's fighting on behalf of Wardlow. I'm to believe that is going to be a pairing. So what about the promo battles between mm. grizzled old veteran Arn Anderson and less grizzled old veteran Christian Cage? What do you think Grizzling about that? Grizzling old veteran. <laughs> <Christian>. <laughs> Grizzling, yeah. Uh, God, that could be great. Oh, that could be good That stuff. could be fun. Yeah. If, we, right? if it was a couple weeks. I don't need it to be months. Let's get a good yeah. couple weeks in here. Um, yeah, Couple weeks in a uh, in a pre-show paper match or pre-show paper match says I think Super Shredder Luchasaurus Kane is the next champ. <laughs> Super Shredder, that's a good yeah. He's Super Shredder. Yeah, it's just here's my biggest issue, and I think I've said it before, but I'll say it again because it's on my mind. Here's my biggest issue with Wardlow is he's you're perceiving or you're you're presenting him as the biggest, strongest, baddest. And physically, he's just not. He's not bigger, stronger, maybe faster, but he's not bigger, stronger than Powerhouse. He's mm-hmm. obviously not bigger, stronger than Keith Lee. He's not bigger, stronger Super than Shredder, Nick Camarado. He's not bigger, stronger than Luchasaurus. So then you need to repackage it. And I know saying this that Taz is one of my favorite pro wrestlers and he was five foot nothing, but his style was. I'm suplexing you in 37 different ways tonight. Boom, 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 boom. You're dropped on your head. Wardlow doesn't do that. Wardlow does a young buck style. Power bomb symphony. Yeah. Well, the power bomb thing, but like he does a swanton and he does like, he does power moves, but it's more on the lighter side. Yeah. So that's the thing. That's a disconnect for me is like, what you're selling me ain't what I'm getting. And so you got to change something up with whatever this presentation is. That That's my biggest beef right now. All right. So after uh, Luchasaurus and Christian Cage, we go backstage. And here's where it gets interesting, Tim. Rene Paquette is interviewing Sammy Guevara. Before he could even say a word, though, 
here comes MJF. And Sammy's like, of course this would happen. Sammy says to MJF, we're not friends. Okay, look, Sammy and MJF, we ain't on the same page. And then MJF counters with, well, what if we are? What if I help you get to the match, but you guarantee to lay down, and then you're on the pay-per-view? Sammy counters with bullshit. I ain't doing that. And then this is the interesting thing. I want to know the number. I know. MJF grabs the checkbook, grabs a blank check, says, write down whatever number it is that you want, and I'll make it happen if you agree to the terms of getting to the pay-per-view and laying down for me. Sammy grabs the pin, writes some type of number that impresses Renee Paquette. She was impressed. She even does a... He was yeah, like, yeah, she even do does that. A yeah, that's a gift. Oh, yeah, I'd do it for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. MJF looks startled at the number, but then they do a handshake. But he agrees to it. Like, he's he's got it. Now, here's the catch that I think uh, is obvious, probably going to happen. But here's the fun thing about that is they try to do the handshake, and Sammy's like, ah, we don't handshake. We hug. And they do this weird hug. Where MJF is like, okay, and Sammy's essentially a shit-eating wild man here going like, I want to fuck you over after you give me that money, you know. So, we'll see what happens there, and we'll talk about it in the main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we this, go though. back This was into... all good. This was all yeah. done well. I loved it all. Yeah. What, 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 any other comments about kind of how No, I just, I, I like that, the way uh, you mentioned it, how it all played out, like, they, it just felt very realistic, right? It was just... Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, well, I'll write this number down. And then she was even like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, if he's dumb enough to pay you that. And then he's like, Jesus fucking Christ. All right. Fine, whatever. <laughs> fucking expensive <laughs> yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Love yeah. it. Yeah, really good. All right. And so then we go back into the ring. And here we get the in-ring debut as an official member of AEW. Switchblade, Jay White taking on Commander. Commander, right? Isn't that what they all keep saying? Commander. Sure. Fuck it. Brooke. Yeah. I mean, look, (laughs) I thought so. Switchblade wins, right? I thought, though, Commander, Commander, however we're saying it, was the star in Jay White's debut match. Yeah. To me, this whole thing just, it's another one of those where if I'm like, hey, Want to watch some pro wrestling? And people are like, what is that? I'm like, watch this match. Solid, right? These guys laid it all out. They hit hard. They did the flips. They had some good choreographed spots. Crowd was into it. But that's all it was, right? Like, this is like, to me, it's like, hey, it's filler. We got to see some action next, right? Nothing really was storyline developing here. So, to me, it was just a, it was an exhibition match if you will right which it's not i understand we're supposed to be watching a thing where this would matter in rankings and so on and so forth but yeah now i think the the purpose of this was to do the post match but in the match itself my biggest beef was i came away with this going like i think that commander could probably beat him nine times out of ten this was just the tenth time where switchblade won like he looked more impressive it was just some uh whatever the fuck his move is the the uh, Sister Abigail, or whatever he calls it, and he wins, right? And, and Father here's Agnes. a quick side quest. Yeah, Father Agnes is what old Switchblade does here. Um, 
Here's a quick side quest, though. I've been doing a, a tad bit. Not going to tell you I've been researching his first match, stuff like that. But I've been doing a bit of a deep dive on Switchblade Jay White because everyone fucking tells me this fucking time? guy. Well, I want to know. <laughs> no, well, I want to know. That's the thing. Because I've been wrong before, right? I was wrong on Kenny Omega. I didn't understand it. Now I do. He's one of the best in the world, right? He wasn't in my top six, but he's still one of the best in the world. In the top 20, I'm probably taking him, right? Um, so I was wrong. I've been wrong in the past. Young bucks have impressed me more than I like to admit. Right. So I wanted to see, okay, switchblade. What? I don't want to hate this guy right off the bat, but I kind of don't like him. So what is it about this fucking guy? And his matches are good. I'm not going to tell you that they're fucking bad, but as anyone who's listened knows that we're not moves guys, we don't fucking care about the moves. So I've been paying attention a little bit more to his interviews and I get it. He's in Japan. So it's not a true translation to like what that would be like in America. However, he gives me really strong Finn Balor vibes where he's doing the promo. And instead of saying, I'm upset to get you riled up, he'll say, I'm fucking upset. And it's okay. Like I cuss every other word. I don't fucking care. Like that doesn't do anything for me. And I'm kind of unimpressed. Like I don't, I do like, yeah, he's fine. And I, and I get it. He's not American. So maybe I'm doing some myopic thing of he needs to be American, but like his promos weren't that impressive. He just yeah. cusses to cuss. And his matches I mean, to are me, fun. I'm just, I haven't seen anything yet. I'm not closed off to him. I just don't, like, he hasn't caught my eye yet. I feel like he's another solid player. I, you know, I'm not going to complain when he's out there doing his thing outside of if maybe we could have used this time for something that was building a, you know, a story. I'll say this right off the jump, though, because it feels like I know what they're going to do for the pay-per-view. And if Ricky Starks come, comes out on the short end of this stick with Jay White, that's the wrong move. That is one million percent the wrong move. And here's the prime example. Example A, if we were in a case and I had to defend Ricky Starks, here's example A. So post-match. Uh, outside the ring, Sean Spears is doing his 10 gimmick again. And... He says this match was a five, I think, or maybe a six, whatever it was. Well, rock hard, uh, brain dead, uh, caveman, he grabs him and he starts hitting him and he throws him over the barricade and they're hitting him, hitting him, hitting him. And then he throws him into the ring, which brings out absolute Ricky Starks. And here's the coolest fucking moment of the night. Ricky Starks runs out sunglasses. Ricky Starks slides into the ring with sunglasses ricky starks ducks a clothesline from juice robinson and spears well with sunglasses and spears jay white with sunglasses and then gets up with sunglasses sunglasses (laughs) yeah he's the coolest fucking guy in this whole feud like yeah. i get what you're trying to do with switchblade look at my hand i do a thing like this but it's ricky starks who's the fucking man here like it's ricky starks so yeah what do you jay white looks Spears, like the guy all that stuff who tries to sell you an old iraq z and while you're there also wants to sell you some of his crystals right like he's trying to sell you <laughs> right yeah i 
to, to me, he feels like the guy that you start in your starting five of basketball. And then when the game is tied, you say you take the shot, switchblade, and he misses. Yeah. You think well, he's going like, to make it. Like, but he ain't. He's going to show up to the party and he's going to have a necklace that's like a dragon claw grabbing like a gazing ball. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. But yeah, he just, he's not it. He's not it for me. Ricky yeah. Starks is it. He here's a good way. If we're going outside of sports, switchblade seems like the guy that talks himself out of getting laid where the girl really likes him. And he wants to keep telling you about the dragon medallion he has on his necklace. And then the girl goes, okay, well, I guess or, I gotta he's, go. He's got a lot to talk about. Like the, the Freemason conspiracy, right? Like you mm-hmm. won't shut up about it. So the girl's like, all right, well, listen, I'm going to go with that guy with the sunglasses and go lay him tonight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he seems really cool. Yeah, Ricky yeah. Starks, the guy with the yeah. sunglasses. But so, what do you make as uh, Sean Spears in this thing? Is he going to be true to Sean Ricky Spears? Or you think he's hey, listen? Sean Spears has always him. held a little special place in my heart, right? Like I can't help but not like Sean Spears, um, but I do feel that like, ah, man, I don't know what we're going to do with him in the moment, you know. This is it. Yeah, I just, but to me, like that's not a, you know, what I mean, that's not meaningful or impactful, right? Yeah, the guns, the, the it's not. club, that whole thing. I just, yeah, Sean Spears, he's also a unique spot. Like I, I, I said he holds a special place in my heart, but I'm not like we need to put a world title on Sean Spears, right? It's just a guy mm-hmm. that like every time I see him, I'm like, fucking Sean Spears, love that guy, right? Like, and I just need that little dose of him each time. He's like. Almost before they start putting Orange Cassidy in like banger match after banger match, where you just got that kind of like that little snippet of him, like that's kind of what I think you get with with Sean Spears. He's Pillman esque, mm-hmm. where he's like he's a little off, right? But he's the chairman. He's ten. Like we love it, right? All the little quirks. That's why, and that's why I think he's joining the Bullet Club mold or whatever the fuck we're calling it, because he's going to be the one where Jay White goes. I don't need to deal with this. And Sean Spears, similar to what he did with MGF, goes like, well, then I'll fucking hit him with the chair. And then they're like, hey, man, calm down. And he's like, I'm going to hit him oh, with the chair. They're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Ricky Starks is a man that needs a standalone. He's done enough of the – and look, I love Powerhouse Hobbs. I love Hook. I love Taz. But, like, the, the, he's he's fucking right – you know what I mean? This. He's, he's right here. So, like, get him away from any type of faction. So that's why I think that's going to happen. All right, uh, then we get something that's kind of confusing because why aren't you watching your show? Uh, but Renee Paquette interviews FTR, and they and she says to him, hey, by the way, before the show even started, we got footage. Uh, Mark Briscoe got jumped. Did you see that? And FTR apparently all of a sudden never walked by the training room and had to dart 10 yards. Yeah. So fucking Even Mark though they Briscoe knew it was just 10 a- yards away, and nobody, yeah, no, nobody got word to them. Like, hey, did you hear Mark Briscoe got jumped? Like, nobody, nothing. They didn't walk by the room yeah. to see Mark Briscoe with an ice pack yeah. on his neck, but... Maybe they were too busy, like, finishing their paperwork from all the tickets they wrote earlier. Yeah, maybe. Well, here, here's where, if you want to talk about another yeah, kind of group, this is what I'm already pissed off about. So, they go in there to check on Mark Briscoe, and fucking Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt and whatever. We're, we're going to get New some age oddities. Yeah. What we're getting though, and this is what just, it has to be in his contract because he hasn't fucking earned it. 
but we're going to get FTR versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett for a tag team championship match. Fuck out of here. No, they did that with the acclaimed. No one fucking liked it. Well, yeah, that's where we're did, going but... with this, isn't it? Right. Cause that's it's like, it, yeah. Yeah. Cause they agree because Mark wants all of his friends to go fight for him. Cause he can't go. I like that. Even though Mark Briscoe isn't pulling it off. Well, he's like, I can go right. And they're like, no, you can't go. And he's like, no, nah, nah, I can right? like, sure. I can't go. Yes. We're sure you can't go. Right. Like, all right, yeah. fine. I'm going to go. Right. Like we're good. <laughs> they're like, no, no, you can't, you can't wrestle. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I like Mark Briscoe and I like FTR, Get them the fuck away from Jay Lethal and Jeff. You know where Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett need to be? Ring of Honor. Go fucking be the champs over there or do the shit with them. And take your whole act. Take that whole. You, you whole could. I could. Ass. I would take. I'd send. Leave me Sanjay. There's use for him, right? We can be. We can have him doing some manager work for some folks. But the rest of them can bounce. Pencil. Yeah. Yeah. Get them. Get them working with Tony Nese and fucking mm-hmm. Josh. Yeah, if I had to keep one, I'm keeping Sanjay, but let's send him over to Ring of Honor. Works better over yeah, there. Yeah, I'm I'm just done with him. Don't like him. But anyhow, all right, so that happened. Uh, and then we move on. Chris Jericho makes his uh, entrance to the ring. We go to commercial break. Then Adam Cole comes out. And Adam Cole says, hey, before we even start, got respect for you. By the way, you know this, but the Bay Bay comes from you. And Chris Jericho's like, paraphrasing again here yeah fuck you <laughs> fuck you i don't I'm care glad you said you're, all that because i've been wanting to say that i don't fucking respect you right like yeah, is basically yeah. what he said yeah so he says you suck and then cole says well i think you suck because you're not really the person you are kind of what everyone says about chris jericho i want the real chris jericho i want the lion heart and all that shit right yeah, yeah, yeah. uh then they fight well i okay. did like what adam cole though when he was like all right well fine whatever like you, you know you said like let's fucking talk it out or whatever. So, okay, right? Like he just gets him in his face. He's like, so now what? Right? Yeah, like yeah, what? Right? Like I did like that. I like that. I like that point where he yeah, was just that, like, right? that angle. Don't sing it. Bring it. Right? Yeah, that angle of well, you asked me to come here. I didn't ask you to come here. So what do you got to say? But then it goes into a brawl. Uh, Garcia comes out, jumps Adam Cole. And so it's Adam Cole and Chris Jericho just putting the boots to Adam Cole, or it's Adam, excuse me, it's Daniel Garcia and Jericho taking the boots to Adam Cole, which brings out Britt Baker. And Britt Baker says, Chris Jericho, you asshole, smack you in the face. And then one of the cooler, like, reveals, because they came out from under the ring, but it looked like they just came from the earth. Here comes the outcast, and they come in and they jump Britt Baker. Meanwhile, Garcia handcuffs Adam Cole to the bottom row. In the weirdest way that I've ever seen. The, the worst way possible. <laughs> I don't know what the... He's never been in handcuffs or used them, so we know that's not his key. I mean, it worked. Uh, it worked. I'm going to yeah. give him that. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, was a, it was a roundabout yeah. way to get there. Yeah. Um, And then Soraya... Look, so quick side quest, and we'll finish off what we're saying here, but... I get it. We're all friends here. It seems like we're all really buddy, buddy in AEW, uh-huh. except for a few small group of you, CM Punk, right? You know who but, you are. <laughs> yeah, you know who you are. But if you're going to do Adam Cole's crying his eyes out and Britt Baker's just needing Adam murder Cole for strength, her. fucking murder her. Yeah. These were the softest, nicest, most considerate kendo sticks. 
I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I wish there was a little more realism to it because I love what they did here, right? Because we've talked about this where when we can intersect the storylines because it's a traveling circus of folks because it furthers the the female storyline over here, but it also furthers this storyline because he's like, yeah, I made you get, like, now I'm more mad because you made me watch this other group. Like, you sold out my wife. You knew my wife was going to come out to help. And you mm-hmm. just sold her out and, and at my expense. So I had to sit here and watch it like, oh, oh, it's it's that part of the theater was magnificent. The the beatdown left a lot to be desired. Yeah, this is where because look, I was there, so this is where my brain went to. But in Kansas City, they did Randy Orton beats up Stephanie McMahon while Triple H is handcuffed to the rope. Now I know that's a man on a woman. So like, it's going to look more intense, but like he fucking went after it, right? Like he, wow, you know, gave her the, I think it was an RKO and to his credit, triple H looked like oh, she got, the, uh, he acted like she the, got uh, shot. Feet on the rope DDT that he did. Yeah. Right? And then he like, kissed yeah, it. Yeah. Then he kissed yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, and God, and that was some good stuff. Yeah. And triple H, like I said, credit to him. He acted looked as like he was going to fucking rip his shot. arm off. Yeah, I mean, it looked yeah, like he was going to rip his arm off to get to Randy Orton. It looked like Randy Orton had just killed her 100%. Yeah. yeah. Again, so Triple H this, won the best of all time. So, I mean, it's a bit of an right. unfair comparison. Yeah. But, yeah. The, the real thing that kind of made me go out of the moment was honestly Soraya going like, and here's one, and here's another one. Because, like, Jericho, you could hear her say, hit her again. And he's like, she's like, okay, one more. And it's like, do you not want to do this? Yeah, right. Like, what the fuck, right? Like, Fucking hit her, you know? So they leave yeah, and they're hugging. If we would have had Anna JS, she'd be out here choking her out. Yeah, Anna JS will hit you with a kendo stick. She'll choke you out as well. Uh so again, the 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 moment here is in Pittsburgh. Uh you got Britt Baker reaching out for Adam Cole, Adam Cole reaching out for Britt Baker. Yeah, now, whoever wrote this glare. up, great. The the how they performed it, give it a B, right? Yeah. So it was good because it was explained earlier that Jamie Hader was hurt, so she's not going to come out and help. Took me a while to remember uh, that too, because I remember I was like, "Where the fuck is Hader? Why wouldn't Hader come?" Out? Oh yeah, yeah, she was fucking well tore up. However, mm. where the fuck was Keith Lee? Well, where also was Rio with a pipe? Where was Willow? No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where were they? I didn't even think about the women. I was just thinking of Keith Lee. Where the fuck is Keith Lee? Where's pipe wielding Rio? She would clear that whole yeah. ring out. I forgot about the women. Yeah, where were these people? Yeah, they, you needed to explain that, right? You could have even, mm-hmm. you know what you could have done? Let's just hypothetically say, peek behind the curtain, none of them traveled, right? Tony Khan trying to save on a couple flights, not using Keith Lee, not using Rio, not using Willow. Well, I mean, Stay who home. wants to go to Pittsburgh if they're not on the card? I mean, you ain't lying. You could have easily done this, though, because as soon as this segment's over, the other part of JAS walks out. But before that, you could have just done a thing where the locker room is locked out by JAS, and you could have had banging on the Jake door. Jake Hager is holding the door by himself, right? And it's Keith Lee. He's holding one side of the door. Him. His hat is holding the other side of the door. <laughs> yeah. Can't get through. But, like, just explain it that way, right? The lockers for both Keith Lee and the female locker room have been locked by JAS. And then you hear banging. That's why they can't come out. Yeah. Matt Menard and fucking all of them. They could have been back there with broomsticks in the doors. Easy money. Yes. 
Easy. Where but was Rebel? Didn't explain that. Jeffrey Sill says, "Where's Reba?" Well, Rebel would have. Well, Reba would have been like uh, Don Callis she, and walked out and be like, "I don't know what the fuck to do." Yeah. 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 yeah, I don't know what the fuck to do. And the then tour quad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh god, that would have been great. Yeah. Yeah, who's the female that's going to do that? Tour quad. <laughs> yeah. Who's the female that's going to do that? Um, Stephanie. Okay. So then after that, it's going to be Stephanie. Uh, <laughs> she's going to have a match against fucking Bianca Belair. <laughs> She's gonna Love tear it. a quad. She's gonna try to, to be as athletic as yes. yeah, as athletic as yeah. She's Beyonce. gonna try to do a pedigree God, and tear so. a quad on the way down. <laughs> I hope so. All right, so then right before the main event, we get our kind of filler match here. God damn it! I hope uh, this happens. I need this at next year's WrestleMania. Let's book Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> Uh, yeah oh my god yes yeah uh, uh, everyone rips their uh quad at a big pay-per-view jeffrey sill says maybe this is what makes brit turn heel and be the hulk hogan of the outcast so good i good thought but now i've changed my tune changed my whole tune i don't jamie think you hater. can do that kind of it's jamie hater i don't think you can do that kind of a beatdown on Britt baker and then she goes like i love these bitches Jamie Hader has only done little fist fights with them. I think Jamie oh, Hader goes so injured. I can't. Oh. Yeah. And Can then eventually help? she just goes, well, you're weak. Look at what you keep running into. And your boyfriend's weak and too. Maybe you forgot. I'm the champ. And I'm strong as shit. Yeah. And fuck, I don't like rebel either. You're just and a then hater. just leaves them. Yeah. And, and again, we could always go back to as far as like, if we want to do promo packages, which AEW needs to up their game on. You could always do that. Jamie Hader never did the DMD, right? Every time they do DMD, she never fucking does it. So she's never yeah, like, you know. I knew this was coming. I was only mm -hmm. here because you paid me. I was only here because I used you. Because look where I'm at now. I'm the champ. Yeah. And, and I, you, so paid, I, you paid me and I mm -hmm. used you. And now where I'm yep. at. And yeah, now our contract I, so is I, done. Yeah. I think it's Jamie Hader. So anyhow. Uh, so yeah, we get before right right before the main event, we get Billy Gunn and the Acclaim taking on the Jericho Appreciation Society. Acclaim Billy Gunn win. That's fine. Uh, Except we got Billy Gunn on camera. He don't suck my dick as he's like thrusting <laughs> into Hager's face. Yeah, I, I mean, love that Tesla's like Billy Gunn doesn't direct or whatever he's saying. He was like yeah. subtle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's great. He's still he's still bigger than ninety percent of the roster in yeah, AEW. He's too. out of his mind too. You can tell he was just in the zone. He didn't even realize cameras were on. He was just like, and he was like, "You fucking suck my dick." <laughs> just yeah. Oh, he was on one. He he just shot up he before he up. came out. <laughs> yeah, the needle was just coming out of his ass as he was walking out. Uh, but what do you do with the acclaimed here? So they're kind of uh, what? What do we do? Yeah, I know. That's my worry is this is where this is we're starting to get to the point where I've said about acclaim like, OK, you didn't always need the titles, but they lost the titles and now they're doing the thing. And the daddy ass is just as over as they are. But like at some point, less and less people are going to be like, yay, scissor me. Right. Like it's it's going to be tired at some point. So what do we do? And I don't know what that is right now, because, again, FTR is the champs. We're not going to do that with them. I don't think we're we're not. There's not really a whole lot else, right? Young Bucks are face right now. They're wrapped up in a storyline. I just, what would you do here? How do you get the acclaimed out of this to keep them up top tier level? I turn them heel, mm. turn them heel, and I'd say 
hey, you know, the other, like, I would almost have them. So FTR is your champions, right? It looks like they're going to do Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. So right out of the gate, like if I'm going next week, I say they position themselves as a trios group. And they say, hey, we had tag team champions, but we love Billy Gunn. He's the one that really he won us the, the title titles. too. But like, if you think about it, he really won us the title. So we need to do this with him this time. And then the first feud you do with, do it with best friends in Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy and the scissoring and whatever the fuck that would happen. Dan House in there trying to curse maybe uh, Billy Gunn. Yeah, right there. That's why I they bring some garden scissors and they're like, "Hold on, <laughs> like, yeah, what the angels. hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we didn't talk about garden scissors. Like, what? Yeah, this like, is scissor, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Hey. So I would do that immediate, and then from there, maybe spooky time with the acclaimed, and you get the house of black turning lights on, turning lights off, and seeing what Max Caster will say about them in raps walking to Not the bad. Room. That's Not bad. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, trios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so now we get to our main event, and it was kind of cut and dry, but we'll still talk about it. So it was the AEW World Championship number one contenders tournament semifinals. Jungle Boy Jack Perry, or Jungle Jack, as people are starting to call him, which I like, Jungle Jack, uh, takes on Sammy Guevara. And we have a match, 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 match. And wrestle, wrestle, it wrestle, ends wrestle. with yeah, wrestle, 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 wrestle. Right. Uh, and then there's a drop kick. To Jungle Jack's face that takes him through the timekeeper's table because he was up on the top rope. And then Bryce Ferensberg, he's t- counting one, two, four, seven, eight. And then he gets almost to 10. Jungle Boy tries to jump in. Apparently, though, he forgot how to count because he has to hold Sammy Guevara back, which no made no fucking sense, and just loses his sense of where the fuck he is. Starts holding Sammy Guevara back, which then brings out MGF, pulls out Jungle Boy, hits him with the diamond, diamond ring. One, two, three, ten. Jungle Jack loses the match because of a count out. <laughs> Jungle Jack sounds like Jack Daniels is trying to be hip and market themselves to Gen Z with like a fruity line of Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. Or, no, I shouldn't say that. That's racist. Yep, it totally <laughs> sounds like that. Yeah, okay, we'll stick with what I <laughs> thought. Yeah. myself. Not yeah, um, yeah. I think again, all of this I think is fodder for we're gonna get a four way, right? They're gonna keep doing these shenanigans. Tony Khan's gonna have to step in and be like, "Look, eh, tournament, whatever." But you've been impacting the results. You've been paying people off. You've been whatever, right? And here's MJF saying, "Tony Khan and I are friends," and he's like, "We're not friends. We're business partners." And and mm-hmm. I lead this business, and I say you're facing all four of the people, right? I think that's what we're getting. All three, yeah, yeah, all yeah. three, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, going back to the comments, Jeffrey Sills says uh, about the acclaimed, they're going to do a big title ma- or a big time match for the acclaimed once they turn heel and face FTR at Wembley. Imagine hearing 90,000 singing, singing, oh, that's going to be so amazing. Yeah. Possibly. I'm still thinking, whatever. Look, I called it the first time. It's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. We all know it's going to happen. We see the fucking rumors. I still think it's going to be CMFTR taking on the elite at Wembley. And, but then I still think we got to do scissor, right? London needs to do the scissoring. That's where I would do. You're still going to get 90,000 people doing, but yeah, as a six man up against, against against spooky house of black, Black, that would be what I would do. And then uh, he, then his last comment here is uh, Jack boy jungle. Yeah. Let's call him that too. Why not? 
Yeah, listen, um, I get the Jungle Boy is unique because if you're just like Jack Perry, people, it's it's a nondescript name that sounds basic that people aren't going to like attach onto necessarily. Now, maybe you can go Jack Perry, <clears throat> son of Luke Perry, and then some old folks remember mm-hmm. and they go, oh, yeah. But Jungle Boy at least is people like, Jungle Boy, what's that mean? And then you go, oh, well, you know, he's fucking, he was, yeah. Well, the thing that's missing is it's a boy and his dinosaur, right? That was yeah. the thing. That's why we call him Jungle well, he Boy. He doesn't do the jungle thing anymore. He's not coming out in the loincloth and the and all that. Right. So it doesn't fit. I agree. But Jack Perry, it does sound like a uniquely, like if you were trying to make up a name to get out of being in trouble because security was holding on to you. And you know, they're like, what's your name? You're like, that's Jack Perry. And they're like, all right, stand right here, Jack. And you're like, sure thing, pal. And you fucking run out the back door, right? Well, yeah, it sounds like a, a villain for James Bond. Right. Oh, Jack Perry with the newest uh, secret security for Russian intel or whatever. Yeah. Or just yeah. sounds like so post just sounds like your insurance broker. Right. Jack Perry. <laughs> Jack, Jack Perry and Associates. If you've been yeah. in a car wreck call Jack Perry and Associates. Come on down to Jack Perry Auto. We've got the hottest the new and used Toyotas, Hondas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then post-match, uh, Max and Sammy do a live sex celebration. They start humping on each other for like four minutes. And that was fun. Love yeah. seeing that. Two hey, guys yeah. happy with Diversity. being around each other. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, love it. Why not? Um, and that's it. They just celebrate. That's it. That happened. We didn't get any major cliffhangers this week, I think, as you kind of asked. You were like, on paper, this should feel like a banger, but it felt a little flat. But I think it's because like we didn't necessarily get – I wouldn't say we got no storyline progression. We got some storyline progression, but we didn't get anything that's like major, shocking, page turner. I think the biggest kind of like, whoa, that happened was the Rip Baker, Adam Cole, JS mm-hmm. outcast situation, right? Because it was kind of this, here's these two, and then all of a sudden it's, oh, yeah, remember this feud? We're going to beat them up, but he cares because they're married, right? So that was kind of yeah. it, right? So that's where I feel like, yeah, this wasn't an all-timer but I don't feel like this was no. bad. I feel like we got a good show here. Oh, it was very good. Yeah, look, this is better than any episode of Raw or SmackDown. And I don't give a shit what you say. Not you, but general you. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, the segment of the night was supposed to be Britt Baker and Adam Cole. However, it was underperformed. I think we, if this was not a live pro wrestling show, we probably would have done a take two and said, let's turn up the intensity, right? And then... I think they wanted, they being Tony Khan and the, the decision makers, were really wanting a power or powerhouse lost. It's Wardlow's time again. And it's just, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Neat. Swell. Look, I'll say it again. I'll say it until I'm blue in the face and something else better happens. But we got a guy that has a war with God and that can go baby face or heel. And that would sure look great as the TNT champ again. Way better than Wardlow or Luchasaurus. Apparently, again, yeah, apparently if you're reading what the, you know, uh, gossip sheet guys are writing or girls, um, he said no. He keeps saying no because he doesn't want to lose, which if that's true, bro, it's not real. Yeah. No one keeps track of this as far as records. I mean, they do, but like they shouldn't because it's yeah, but we don't. Theater. Like, yeah, we don't need to. Yeah, you think the Harlem Globetrotters are keeping track of their fucking points per night? Like it's fucking theater here. God bless America. Anyhow, so that was AW Dynamite. 
Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, I, like I said, I, I, Jeffrey still said it was mid. I'll agree with that. It was pretty mid, but mids, you know, it's better than and, nothing, right? And, <laughs> yeah. Yes, and and I, I think another thing that we're spoiled with is it's mid to the standards of AEW. Mm-hmm. This is a fucking show that Wrestle Talk gives a ninety-two percent because oh my god, Matt Riddle fucking yeah. did great. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, SmackDown. Yeah, this is a fucking all-timer for those piece of shit shows. But AEW keeps on hitting fucking homers, and this was a double, which is a good. Hey, you got on base, you got a double, but like it's not a home run. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Tim, I you know what? I'll tell you what. As we kind of wrap up here, I absolutely loved our fantasy draft of our six picks for starting a promotion. As mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we got a suggestion from a longtime listener, my wife, who said we should do a fantasy draft that coincides with Monday Night Raw and SmackDown's draft. So we might be doing that. So be on the lookout. And as always, check out SpanishAnnounceTable.substack.com. The Spanish Announce Table.